Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Uh, it's the start of uh, what will probably be around about a 14 to 15 week tour for the squad. Um, joining us now is uh, All Black 860. We've just had 1140. We're now uh, back to 860. And that, of course, is a very significant number because it belongs to uh, the great Sir Wayne Shelford, Buck Shelford. Good morning to you, Buck. Good morning, How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good, mate. I'm, I'm pretty good getting through like uh, we all have to, I suppose. What, what does lockdown mean for, for Buck Shelford? Well, mate, just doing all the chores around the house, catching up on little drawers, tidying things up. We've just moved house, so we've, we've still got things in boxes. We're putting up paintings and, and all that sort of stuff. So my wife's on a wānanga. She's been on a wānanga all week, so she's been on the Zooming from 9 o'clock in the morning to 5.30 at night every day since, since we went into lockdown. <laughs> Time around doing so, all so the So you're work, doing mate. it all. Yeah. I was, I was going to yeah. say, you're doing a lot, man, yeah. Um, hey, look, uh, okay. the All Blacks, uh, the, yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet it is. I'll, I'll bet you're looking forward to watching some rugby again when it gets going as well. Uh, uh, what did you make of uh, Ian Foster getting the job and that extension through to the World Cup, mate? Well, I think there's uh, some security there for him. You know, you know, I think they was, for them to actually drop him at this stage would have been tough on the team and tough on himself, I suppose, and uh, as well, but uh, notwithstanding that, you know, they got some security right through to after the World Cup. And um, I think, uh, it's, well, I don't think it was going to really change anyway. But uh, notwithstanding that, you know, he's had two, two years in the seat and probably two of the toughest years any All Black coach has ever had. And so I, think, so I give him big ups for that. He's actually hung on there. Okay, he, had a, he only had a 50% record last year, but it was a tough year um, of going into isolation, all those sort of things. And, uh, this year is, is very similar, you know, with players coming and going. And uh, as we know it now, they're all moving off to Australia to actually finish off the year's rugby, which is quite sad for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, it is very sad because uh, we miss out on a number of uh, test matches and a couple of very special occasions. But uh, I guess, Buck, that, that is just the, the way of the world at the moment. It's going to effectively mean they're going to be away from home for 12 to 14 months. So they're, they're going to find out a, a little bit about each other as well, some of the new ones. Uh, I, I just uh, wonder, you know, it's an old-fashioned tour, almost um, in the days gone by, isn't it? Except the, the mid, there's, no, there's no midweek games. Every game is a test match. Yeah, when they play test matches and they put them a week apart like they do, um, you know, I really, I really struggle with uh, some of the, the guys that are training all week and they don't get, get, to, get to unchange on the game day. And when you're on, during my era... Um, you know, we actually played two games a week and all, all the guys got football. 
got rugby and, and they're continually getting rugby every week, whether it was in the midweek or in the weekends. And I think that um, it's very tough for the guys who don't actually get to play the test and, or don't make that 23-24 that cut. Um, but notwithstanding that, they're there to learn as well. And, um, and But you learn more by playing against the different teams that you actually come up against. And, you know, I'd, I'd like to see them actually... Um, you know, take those these squads and actually uh, take it maybe a little bit larger if you, they could afford it, and and actually play against um, play against other teams while they're over there on the on the Tuesday the Wednesday. Buck, uh, you're probably the best guy to speak to about uh, leadership, and uh, they've had so many All Black captains in the last uh, twelve months, it seems. But they're going to have to find an, another one. Uh, apparently, with Sam Whitelock and Aaron Smith not going to be there. Initially, Sam Kane, of course, is still injured. Uh, we, we hear Dane Coles might not be part of the group all, all of a sudden. So is there a standout? Is there a standout to take the reins here heading into this test against uh, Australia? Well, with all the guys that have currently, you know, captain the All Blacks this year, I, I would, the, the only person I would put up for the captaincy would be Artie Sevilla. That's, okay. that's my pick um, because he's such an honest player. He's such a, right. you know, the people follow him because he can actually instigate uh, runs that uh, no other person can do, you know. And, and I think that uh, when you have him at seven, when you have him at seven, he's a different player to when he plays six or eight. And I think that the team team uh, really enjoys company. And I think he's a great leader. He leads by example, that's for sure. Okay, so you, if you want Artie at seven, um, you're quite clearly not happy um, with the, the mix at the moment. So um, would you keep the same three, three players, uh, with, I mean Papali'i and Ioani here, and, and rotate the jersey numbers, or would you like to see someone else in the mix there? Oh, no, I, I like Papali'i and, uh, and uh, Wani. They're playing very well. Wani's actually hitting a bit of form, actually, at the moment. Uh, Papali'i, you know, hasn't been getting his... Hands, hands on the ball as much as what you know. I'd like him to do is get more more running time with the ball in hand because he's quite a strong player when he's actually running with the ball. Uh, but he just doesn't seem to be getting into those positions. So um, you know, when Artie's playing seven, he's on the ball all the time, and you see him running with the ball quite often. He gets into position to run with the ball. He's a strong runner. So we need ball runners, and sometimes we need the stronger ball runners to get more ball in the game than than the weaker ones that don't run as well. But notwithstanding that, you know, it's up to the coaches to make these decisions. And uh, I think Artie as a seven is, is, is still probably close to number one. I would say number one in the, in the country at the moment. You know, Kane's, you know, out through injury. Uh, so I still think he's a lot better than Papa Lee. He's just got that uh, assertiveness in the way he plays his game. And um, I just think that uh, it just comes down to selection, what the coaches are looking for in selection, who they want. But I still feel that Artie, if, you know, if he's a starting player, I, I'd put him as a starting player all the time. Um, I think he's a great leader. What do you make of uh, Luke Jacobson as a traditional type number eight? Yeah, Luke's a good footballer. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a tough bugger. Um, I like him as a footballer. Um, I, you know, I just, I just think we've got a real depth of flankers and number eights at the moment, you know. And they're all very strong in their, their games. Uh, Luke's had quite a bra- uh, yeah, he's quite an abrasive player. And, you know, he's fighting for the ball on the ground like most flankers are doing. Number eights are fighting for the ball on the ground and getting those turnovers. Because they're, they're quite tough men. And I think that um, 
he's got a big future and he just needs to hang on in there and compete against these guys. And, uh, you know, when you actually get out on the field and test matches, that's when you've got to really bring it. And uh, I think Artie has proven that. Papa Lee probably hasn't as yet. Um, but Jacobson is getting close to them and uh, barring his injuries that he does get, um, basically, you know, he's, he's a very, very good footballer and, uh, you know, you've got Satutu actually hanging on the sidelines as well and, you know, he's a very good yeah. footballer as well. Just They've got tons of skill and I think that, uh, you know, you can only have three on the field at any one time but you're going to have to carry uh, one, maybe two in the, in, in the, um, the reserve bench. But notwithstanding that, you know, it's a coach's opinion or more than anything else. So uh, are the Springboks the yardstick for you? I mean, they're the current world champions. They've just beaten the Lions narrowly. They've mopped up Argentina. Uh, are we going to get a real gauge on this all-black side when, when they play the Springboks in your in your mind? Yeah, I think it is. You know, uh, we haven't played against them for a while. You know, we beat the did we beat the, we beat them last year. And... Um, yep. And basically, you know, they went into the world, uh, into the world. So last year we beat them, and, and in 2019 we beat them as well. But we went into the into the World Cup of Rugby in 2019, and we all thought it was just going to happen the way we normally think, and it didn't happen for us. And basically, they become the best team in the world by beating England. I think England played their test match in their semi-final against us. That was their best game I think England ever played, but. You know, against the South Africans, the South Africans met their uh, met them with exactly the same type of game plan that uh, they played against the All Blacks, and they were better at, at it on the day. And I think that uh, we have to actually look at this South African side as being able to put that sort of game together again quite easily, and uh, just be abrasive up front, uh, have that bloody uh, defensive line coming up and shutting down our backs that we're going to play. So we've got to be a bit smarter in the way we attack. We want to play wide. We've got to be able to uh, we've got to be able to dent their uh, their gain line and try and break their advantage line all the time. If we can't break the advantage line, we'll end up going backwards because those big big South Africans are going to just pick us up and drive us backwards all the time. And then we're on the back foot. So the the tens and the twelves got to be a little bit more uh, circumspect in the way they actually play the ball. Maybe put a few balls on the ground and behind them, a few chips over the top to turn them all the time. And try and get on get on top of them, that type of game plan. Um, you know, at times, you know, their their wings are back a lot, and it's about putting, turning them all as much as you can. Once you start turning them, they probably end up stop will stop rushing up as fast as what they are, and then they'll give you a bit more space and time to actually play your game when you when you actually start to play play with the ball. But that's only my my theory on it. And at the end of the day, it's it's what it's what happens on the days and what what tactics they go out there with. Who's at number 10 for New Zealand? Is it going to be, um, you know, one of the Barrett boys? Um, as we know, he's number great number 10, but he's there playing at fullback all the time. And Moanga. So um, <clears throat> I think that uh, probably Moanga is probably the more stable one, but uh, yeah, at least with Barrett, you know, he's not scared of having a crack if he sees an opportunity. And I think that uh, the choices come back to the coach all the time who they want to start with. We watch a, a lot of television during lockdown. I find myself doing that. And... Uh... Uh, blow me down! I, I, I kind of thought I saw you on uh, as a promo for Celebrity Treasure Island. Is that true? <laughs> yes, Smithy, it was me. Yep, yep. I got offered that, that a we... few years ago, but I turned it down. And, and basically, they come back to me again and all that sort of stuff. And uh, 
I said, oh, okay, why not? You know, I'm not doing much at that time of the year, so uh, barring my own business. And so I decided to go and have a crack at it, yeah. Okay, well, we look forward to uh, the outcome. We always appreciate talking to you, Buck. Uh, just uh, make sure you hang those pictures straight in the house uh, this afternoon when you're working on it. You know what they say about a happy life, don't you? That's right, mate. Yeah, happy life, happy wife. <laughs> All well, <laughs> Good on you. Thanks for the uh, interview, mate. All the best. Catch uh, same to you. Uh, Wayne Shelford there, the great Buck Shelford, Sir Wayne Shelford. Uh, fantastic man. Absolutely fantastic. Great insight there. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.